is the Go Blue Crew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. We got the band back together this week. Derek, uh, how was vacation? I understand you were in California. Yeah, uh, first time out in California with the old wifey celebrating three years of of uh, congratulations, high quality marriage. You remember back in the day, you used to congratulate me a lot on uh, being well, yeah. engaged. That was a running joke for about two years. <laughs> Good well, we're, you know, we're just so happy for you. I don't know who we is. I'm only speaking for my, the go blue crew community is all about Derek. You know, we want to see you happy. We want to see you successful. Uh, what was the favorite thing you did in California? I would say just being able to take the week to explore, you know, LA, Palm Springs and San Diego. I mean, not, not very often I see people, you know, go that way and, and be able to, you know, drive around and see multiple cities. So being the first time in Cali, I, I thought, hey, let's see as much as we can. So I'd say nice. just the flexibility to get around, man, it was it was a good time. And, you know, coming back to 50s in Michigan, you know, kind of makes you you think like, hey, if I had the money, I might move yeah. out there. But, you know. I don't, and you know we're not making quite enough from the old podcast to to have us retire out in California. So we'll, we're close, we'll, uh, though. We'll stay in our respective uh, areas. Uh, maybe at the end, Derek, drop drop your your cash app or Venmo or something. I, can do I, that. I don't know. I don't even know mine. I couldn't even tell people to like go find me because I, I don't I don't know my names or anything. I don't think I do either. I, I usually use a oh, lot of Apple crap. Pay, which, which this makes is why people, we're not successful. Right. We don't have any we don't have like a good a good place <laughs> to, to field in the money to, to collect the paychecks. You know, we no. you'd have to have my personal number to Apple pay me. And, you know, outside <laughs> of you, I, you're the only one that could send me funds. So the, the the show notes this week will include Derek's personal phone number. That way you can send him some money. How about that? Heck yeah. <laughs> I I did a solo episode while you were gone and I talked about football. And uh, I, I'm i good with just doing one episode of football and then moving on. And, and then we can revisit it later because as we talk about all the time, talking about Michigan football anymore just kind of sucks. But fortunate for us, uh, there is quite a bit to talk about on the basketball front. I think we have a pretty good picture of what Michigan, uh, if not the starting lineup, at least like, the main pieces of next year will be we got really big good news about Devonte Jones transferring in a uh, a point guard who's who's hopefully going to be able to fill in for Mike Smith. He comes from Coastal Carolina. Has got two years of eligibility remaining. We learned Franz Wagner is off to the NBA, which uh, obviously was not surprising news. Uh, and I I don't know if it means anything that it took probably a little longer than we expected. But um, I think we've got a pretty good picture of what Michigan's going to look like next season. What's your first impression of this group? I'm excited about the group, excited about the young talent coming in. Uh, it's good to find another, uh, you know, great transfer, which should be a great transfer. You know, obviously, Juwan Howard struck gold, finding Mike Smith and, and Shawnee Brown and getting them to join. Uh, would have loved, honestly, for one of them to, to return. But I, I do think because of all the talent that's come in, um, we were almost in a place, especially at the guard position, 
where you, you kind of wonder if a, you know, a transfer, you know, kind of hurts the confidence of some of the young guys. I, I'm not in that group. I, I do think anytime you can get a veteran guard um, to go along with an Eli Brooks, it just makes the team better. You know, these young guys like a Frankie Collins are as good as advertised, you know, Juwan Howard will have no problem getting them in the game uh, and giving them as many minutes as they deserve. But yeah, I think, you know, I was weirdly like hopeful and, and, and we both knew that Franz Wagner was, you know, 99.9% declaring, but because it took so long, I kind of wondered like, you know, he didn't have maybe the best um, end of the season. You know, he's obviously why Michigan even got to the, the position it was in to, to play against UCLA. But I, I was a little bit hopeful there for a second that, Hey, you know, maybe he's planning on returning, even though it'd be a, you know, very crowded um, room of talent on the team, but yeah, he's gone and, and where, you know, things stand, I feel pretty happy with um, where we're at, you know, saying goodbye to Shondi, to Austin Davis, to Isaiah Livers, uh, Mike Smith, and now Franz Wagner, you know, most of those, I guess, probably expected. Uh, we were hopeful that somebody would return. I think the best guy has returned in terms of those who, um, you know, actually we're, we're probably realistically thinking about it. Um, and then, yeah, the, the additions, man, this class could be a lot of fun. Um, and now adding, adding Devante Jones, I just think this team uh, could just be super, super talented and, and probably likely very fun to watch. I'll tell you of, of every addition, you know, Devante Jones looking at this freshman class, all of it's really impressive. But for me, the biggest addition, or maybe not addition, that's probably not the right word, but the the biggest player who's who's gonna be part of this team next year is Eli Brooks. The fact that he decided to take advantage of that extra year of eligibility, uh, it, it means so much, I think, to what Michigan is gonna be able to do. It makes sure that this is still a, a deep and experienced team. It takes uh, some pressure off of that that main guard spot, knowing that you have a really good spot-up shooter like Eli Brooks and then also a really great defender who, you know, on his best nights is going to be able to basically take away the other team's best guard. Uh, getting him back, I think, is just so important. And, and, and I didn't have a gut feeling one way or the other on him, but that was that was news when I saw it. I was like, very, very good, very positive. That's that's definitely what uh, this team needs is is his presence. And I, I was so excited to see that that he wants to come back for another season. Yeah, I know there's a lot of stock put into that first Michigan loss where Eli Brooks was out with an injury. And, you know, it obviously wasn't all him. You know, Michigan had to play well enough to win that game and they got dominated. Michigan was obviously going to lose games as time went on. Um, that's just how college basketball works. You know, unfortunately they ran into a hot UCLA team, but like you said, Eli Brooks, so invaluable to this roster. I think, you know, that's probably one of the most important, um, decisions that, that could have been made, you know, again, I would have loved to see a Mike Smith and a Shondi Brown. I think both of those guys could have helped Michigan, but none like, uh, a guy like Eli Brooks will. And, and then again, just wasn't realistic to see Isaiah Livers come back, um, to see a Franz Wagner come back. And so Michigan's in great hands. Now they have, you know, potentially two starters who are, who are going to be, you know, veterans at that guard spot. Um, and behind them, you know, young, hungry guys who have a lot of talent at the point guard, you know, the shooting guard position. So Eli Brooks, you know, makes this team so much better than they would be without him. Um, and I think he's going to, you know, get a ton of minutes and deservingly so because of what he can provide both 
offensively and defensively. Now those wing spots, that's where Michigan took a pretty big hit. You lose Wagner and Livers, uh, two really great wings. And it's like, where do you go from here? This is where uh, I think a lot of us are expecting at least one of these talented freshmen to make an impact uh, right away. And throughout the season, Caleb Houston, well, you know, he could probably find himself with a, with a starting spot there. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I want to talk specifically about Brandon Johns Jr. and like what he offers, especially offensively. But when, when you look at what Michigan's trying to replace on those wings, are you optimistic? Do you, are you pessimistic? Do you not feel one way or the other? Because frankly, like I'm having trouble figuring out the way I feel about it. I think it's definitely going to look and feel different, but that doesn't mean obviously that it's going to be bad or worse. I'm just, it, it might take um, a little bit of a, an adjustment, uh, not just from you know our perspective as fans, like watching a game and, and riding with the highs and lows of a team, but you know maybe even from a coaching perspective from Juwan Howard and his staff. I mean, this on the wings again, specifically, like this might uh, be and look like a different team than what they had last year. Yeah, I think it's honestly a product of it's going to be you know, will guys in a way meet expectations? Um, you felt so comfortable having a guy like Isaiah Livers, uh, a guy like Franz Wagner, who was always just, you know, right there, ready to turn the corner um, and, and start playing like lottery picks um, level basketball. Uh, you add a guy like a Shondi Brown who could also play some time at the two. Um, and now you really are relying on, you know, Juwan Howard's recruiting class to come in and do something and, and specifically a guy like Caleb Houston, you know, one of the best players in the nation coming out of high school, um, one of the best shooters um, at that position coming out of high school. And can he actually, you know, come into his own in, in a way that makes him super productive um, and, and starter material in the big 10, um, whether it's kind of this one and done style or, or, or guys, you know, sticking around for a couple of years, Michigan's going to have to have some of that. You know, if they're going to have these top rated recruiting classes, the guys are going to have to come in and perform. And so I feel comfortable with a guy like a Caleb Houston because I think his potential is just, you know, so great that he's going to take some time and he's going to go through the the whole. Like, I, I would imagine seeing him in the Big Ten season get beat up a little bit um, just because it's a tough conference of basketball. But then you've got guys like Kobe Bufkin, Isaiah Barnes, Zeb Jackson could even move over to the wing get some minutes if need be. Um, and then Brandon Johns, I, th I think, you know, and we'll talk about him more, but I think Brandon Johns, you know, mostly going to be playing around that four spot, especially with Hunter Dickinson returning, but he's going to be so crucial at that wing spot. Um, and he showed some really incredible things in the NCAA tournament, uh, filling in for Isaiah Livers. And so if you've got, you know, a veteran point guard that can plug in, You've got Eli Brooks, you know, a stud freshman, and then you've got guys returning like Hunter Dickinson and Brandon Johns Jr. I mean, this team could be really, really good. Um, but, yeah, that wing spot maybe not as comfortable as it has been in the last few years, um, and most notably because, you know, there's no Isaiah Livers to kind of rely on. And, and when Brandon Johns Jr. and Hunter Dickinson are in at the same time, um, unless one of them has you know develops like a – good consistent outside shot that's going to leave Michigan with three shooters and we saw that at times this past season didn't like it 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 slowed the offense down 
or I shouldn't say it slowed it down. It just made it less efficient. It it just wasn't wasn't good offense, and you maybe have to coach around that. Maybe have to you know figure out uh, how to get one of them going from the outside. I mean, I know we all saw that video of Hunter Dinkinson putting up three pointers, and you know who's who's to say if that becomes a legitimate legitimate part of his game. Um, John's is, you know, it's not like he doesn't have an outside shot. It's just, it hasn't been consistent enough to space the floor to where you need it. Uh, you have to take advantage of a, of a guy like Hunter Dickinson inside. If, if John's can, you know, develop a good outside shot and now all of a sudden uh, he can take you into the post or he can take you off the dribble or he can face up and shoot. I mean, that's going to make him a next level player, but I am a little worried that, that Michigan, for large chunks of this season uh, coming up, you know, may, may be on the floor with, with three shooters. And I just wonder how that's going to play out. Yeah. I think it's tough because John's can hit the, the baskets, but he's not, you know, a knockdown shooter from beyond the arc. Uh, and, you know, who knows what this off season has in store for him or, or what role exactly he'll play, you know, likely going to be a starter, likely going to be a crucial part of this, um, this team, both offensively and decently. But if he can become a knockdown shooter, you know, that's a huge benefit. I'm not going to put too much stock into Hunter Dickinson, um, from beyond the arc, that'd be amazing. If he, if he really truly added that to his skills that one, he's gone after next season for sure. And two, you know, that just makes Michigan nearly unstoppable if, if multiple guys are hitting from deep, but you know, we've also seen videos of guys like Ben Simmons, one of the worst three point shooters in the NBA, um, have videos where he hits 20 in a row in a practice setting. Um, and so I don't, you know, whether he's, he can hit those shots or not, I don't see him being utilized, um, in that way, just from what we've saw in year one, uh, it seemed like earlier in the season, Hunter Dickinson was taking those shots. But yeah, a guy like Brandon Johns is, you know, so much more likely to be able to to step back and hit those shots. A guy like Terrence Williams, not a great three point shooter, but could hit some shots here and there, kind of in that same category. So, you know, the one thing that Brandon Johns needs, and we'll talk a lot about this as the season approaches, is just not to be erratic. He needs he needs to have more brilliance than than head scratching. Um, and I think that's the part for me that makes me nervous is and that's kind of how I felt going to the tournament with with the loss of Isaiah Livers. And Brandon Johns showed out and, and looked really, really good. And so if you get the NCAA tournament, um, you know, 2021 Brandon Johns, this team's in great hands. Um, and maybe finally having that, you know, should be starter role, um, not playing off the bench. Uh, maybe that will really do something for his confidence. But yeah, I mean, he is such a crucial part of this team offensively, defensively, and in, in a you know a position where he could slide up to the five or even down to the three. They're going to need him to develop something. And hopefully um, it's a little bit more consistency, you know, overall, but especially beyond the arc. Okay. Last thing I want to talk about here is what I consider to be maybe the biggest wild card on this team that's uh, another five-star freshman, Musa Diabate. I did look up that pronunciation. He's from Paris, France, but played his high school ball at IMG Academy. 6'10", seeing that wingspan listed as 7'2". He's a guy who can hit that outside shot. And obviously at 6'10", also listed at 220. Um, you know, he can, he can play down low too. Great length, great athleticism. What is his role 
on this team, especially on offense, is is he playing with Hunter Dickinson? At, is is Diabate at the four? Um, is he you know playing at the five with Brandon Johns at the four? If he can step in and maybe never even take over a starting role, but if he can step onto the court and become a, a really nice offensive threat, I think that also helps take Michigan to that next level where, uh, you know, now all of a sudden you're not as uncomfortable as you might be at times with uh, the number of shooters out there. So I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. And, you know, I, I can't make a prediction about, uh, you know, if he starts the season as a starter, if he takes over perhaps Brandon John's starting spot, if that's how it plays out. I don't know any of that, and I don't really care to, to guess like that, but I do know when he gets in the game, uh, he can make a really big difference because of his, uh, because of his length, his, his size, his athleticism, and, and the fact that he's going to be able to shoot the ball too. Yeah, Musa Dibate is going to be the player that I'm, probably most excited about i think a guy like a caleb houston and others you know i'm excited about all of the freshmen especially those are they didn't get the most minutes in year one but you know caleb houston you know very different player uh but kind of like an iggy brazdakis where you'd almost expect him after the first couple of games to just be reliable uh because he's you know he's supposed to be that good um diabate a guy who's maybe a little bit more raw but just so athletic and so my guess is he comes in um, for the first player at the four or five that gets in foul trouble, you know, in a lot of games that seems to be Hunter Dickinson. Uh, I think he can play both four and five well, and he's just going to be, you know, a freak athlete when he's in there. And I think he's going to do more of this kind of like, wow, like if, if he could, you know, turn it on consistently or play like this on any given night, you know, I think he's a guy who's, legitimately going to make Michigan a final four team um, because he just has that talent. And so I think lucky for him, he gets to play behind a veteran guy like a, a Brandon Johns jr. And uh, against a, you know, a guy who really came in and, and made noise and Hunter Dickinson. So he doesn't have a lot of pressure to, you know, be a first year starter or to, to really turn too many heads. You just got to come in, play solid minutes and play a good role. And, you know, I love Austin Davis. I think that he always made the most out of his time. But to see, you know, a guy like Musa Diabate come in um, for Hunter Dickinson this year is going to look so much different. Um, and he might miss some more shots. You know, he might not be as reliable because he's, you know, going to get have to get his feet under him. But he's probably who I'm most excited about on this team because he is a guy that can really take off in a way that I don't feel like we've been able to see a Michigan big take off in, in a long time. Again, Hunter Dickinson, you know, super solid, you know, kind of old school big man style. And Musa Diabate, a guy who is not going to be afraid to dribble it down the court, go coast to coast and, you know, tomahawk it on two players. Um, and so I think when you have a player like that, and we haven't seen a player like that in a while uh, at Michigan, it makes me very excited to see a guy who's just going to come in and be a freak athlete and hopefully uh, develop sooner than later. Hey Derek, it was great to have you back. It wasn't the same without you. I I felt like I limped through my solo episode, but uh, you know we're better together, and I think we've always known that. And now we can say it is empirically true. We are we are two uh, two two great pieces when we're together, huh? 
I, you know what? I give you props because I'd be so sad if I was doing a solo dolo podcast. So the <laughs> fact that you, you know, mustered up the, the, the confidence and he just like, you know, I'm going to do it without him. Props to you, man. I would have, I'd probably would have started the show crying and, and ended just kind of very angry. So, well, you said you didn't get to listen. So who's I to didn't, say I didn't. And I, I'm very sorry for it. <laughs> <laughs> like I was telling you pre-show and we talked a little bit about vacation. I went unplugged, unplugged um, from all things work, from all things, you know, just general life and including anything Michigan. So it's just good to talk basketball, kind of read up on the football. And I hear you have some really good thoughts about how uh, Michigan could have kind of a, you know, a Taysom Hill type player. So I oh, definitely – be taking the time to listen. Well, that's something we're going to both have to talk about again eventually. And I'm, I'm curious to know your thoughts on that too. Cause hey, we might yeah, have to I, visit next week. You know, we have to go back to football at some point. I, I would be down do. to any time we can, you know, get right back to basketball. Cause it just seems, you know, more positive, more uplifting, but you know, reality strikes summer's going to hit and we've got to talk football because sadly it's right around the corner. <laughs> I love the way we, if you go back to, to uh, the earliest days of this podcast, man, it was like football. Let's go. Those were the, the first couple of Jim Harbaugh years. And we were just mm. so excited. If if we could go back to those people and, and show them what's coming, Oof. we'd be like, Hey, it's going to get real sad. You're not going to even be excited to talk about it. You're gonna have trouble filling ten minutes of positive football content. We used to go. We used to be able to go forever. We'd have to, you know, purposely try to cut off. And now it's like, man, do we even have enough to say that's not just gonna make us cry? Everything's so somber. I feel like I talk slower when I'm talking about football. Yeah. Gosh. But hey, you know what? You're right. Next week, uh, we'll definitely talk football next week, and and we may get into this quarterback thing again because i'm interested to uh hear what you had to to say about that so for the rest of you take care i hope you have a great weekend take care of yourselves out there go blue go blue